Video Gamer Podcast number 408. The date is the 21st of April. April. Uh, it's a Wednesday. The weather is nice. And I have a coffee, a big coffee, a Starbucks coffee, no less. I'm oh. George Wise, you know it. That little disapproving grunt uh, was Rich, who could be relied upon to poo-poo my Starbucks usage. Yeah. Uh, and, and fair enough to him. Uh, mm-hmm. We will be talking about all manner of nuttiness today. Got some got some sweet news, got some sweet games. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, how have you, you been keeping? I, I've been all right. I've been all right. Mm. I've been all right. Mm. Um, good. Good, good, got good, myself good, good. that nice snares. Thanks to your mate Chris for uh, sorting me out with that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Chris over at uh, Raygun Comics. Shout out to Raygun Comics in Richmond, yeah. by the way. Big Plug shout in them. Plug Big in up them. yourself. Thank yeah. you very much <laughs> for the hookup. Yeah, and and you came you came round my flat, which was pretty cool. I did. Yeah, yeah. It was Pro- sort of a, a surreal, you know, clashing mm. of worlds. Yeah, it's quite, very strange. Quite cool. Yeah. And it wasn't uh, a contravening of rules because we stayed outside before. Yeah, indeed, you know, ex- don't exactly. Write in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't poo-poo or wrist slap us. Yeah, it was all a socially distanced meetup, and uh, you know, and you and you used my front driveway space, which we don't use because we don't drive. Yeah, but you know, yeah. you were able to put one wheel in your your planter. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's not ours. It's the strange lady next door who, yeah. who never never seems to do anything with it. So, you know, fair enough. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's been. Soil. It probably is. Uh, yeah, yeah, you know, you probably did her a favour in the end. You probably find it, <laughs> probably find it easier to plant some lovely, uh, yeah. some lovely stuff in there. Mm. Uh, but yeah, so it's been good. It's been good. The weather, the weather in the last, yeah. uh, I don't know, week or so. It's mm. like it's suddenly summer. Yeah, it, and it's actually, weird, isn't it? people, always, you know how I always, um, people always moaning about English people because they're always like, oh, you know, you're moaning when it's too hot, and then you're moaning when it's raining, and that. Um, and I'm always like, well, 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 let me stop you right there. I never moan when it's raining. I love it when the weather's slightly cooler. Yeah, I love cooler. it when it rains. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I wish it could be like this, sort of all year round. It me just too. get it gets a bit silly when it's July and you're just sweating while you're sitting still. Yeah, it's horribly uncomfortable. Yeah. Yesterday, I could uh, lounge in the garden for the entire day, and oh. I had a very lovely time watching the birds fly about and that. Oh it was great. man, I see. I do wish I, I sometimes I do wish I had a garden. I can't be faff with the upkeep. Um, well, but on, yeah, on that's days what I've like got that, yeah, with the kick, <laughs> yeah, yeah. See, that's handy. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I, I, I am envious of that. I've not, not been to any. Um, God, I walked past a pub garden mm-hmm. the other day, just sort of uh, my, my local. Absolutely heaving yeah. with people. I mean, Who I know are they these say mad people. I know they say it's 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 all right because it's outside and stuff. But I'm looking at them going, is that all right? They're like bloody mm. sardines, man. Yeah, I thought so, they'd space uh, the tables out a bit more, but they're <laughs> right on each other. <laughs> I know, it's they're like, all side by side or in f- uh, back to front, and yeah, like sardines, <laughs> like you say, it's like this can't be safe. <laughs> I know. If anything, they've put more tables in to take advantage yeah. of the business. That's nuts. Uh, but yeah, I've, I've not. Not been to any myself. Pro- probably, probably won't for a, for a, for a couple no. of months or something. I'm, to be I'm far you. too cautious. I mean, being out of the house was enough of a kind of um, <laughs> trial for me. It was just, it was yeah. just weird. I was having yeah. to mask on, mask off constantly because I'm paranoid. Even though it's outside, it's like, well, you know, what if something floats towards my face? Yeah, yeah. Well, they they say you're all right outside, but it's like, well. You know, it's still still a risk. Pop pop your mask on if you want. You know, mm, it's, all, it's mm-hmm. all good. It's all good yeah, stuff. Exactly, exactly. Better safe than sorry. I always say. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And 
You brought me uh, Akira Kurosawa's Seven Samurai on, uh, on Blu-ray. Blu-ray, which I'm... Yeah. Is it a Blu-ray or was it a DVD? It's a Blu-ray. It's a Blu-ray. A BFI Still Blu-ray. Still Seven pounds RRP. Yeah, 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 yeah. I can see the sticker on there that was, yeah. <laughs> that was proof. Pounds proof. Yeah. So very, very much looking forward to that. I haven't seen it in ages, so oh, I'm, great. I'm, I'm looking forward to that. So um, good. But yeah, and I haven't watched what 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 have I what did I oh yeah, and uh, the last few nights I just started rewatching uh, the Last Dance on Netflix. What's that again? That's the. Uh, oh the oh blimey yeah of course the Chicago Bulls thing yeah 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 oh yeah, yeah. oh amazing I love that so good so and mm. it warrants a re I'm getting sort of new stuff from it little little bits I didn't oh. pick up on little little details here and there I watched like the first four episodes again it's such okay. a good piece of work that lovely um, lovely but yeah good stuff and on the ch- and on the chocolate front I'm yeah. on the I've got I've got something new to report for you <clears throat> go on stickers obviously brilliant right that's a well, staple yeah. yeah. They've just got my uh, my local off license mm-hmm. uh, has just started stocking this thing. It's Snickers with creamy peanut butter in it. Oh, yeah. So, so what, it's like, in, in place of the peanuts. No, no, that's the thing. Oh, it's an okay. absolute overload. It's like it's like, and what's more, that's kind of weird. It comes in little in little increments of three. A. Yeah. What like blocks? Yeah. Like little, like imagine a Snickers duo, but now yeah. imagine that there's just three of them instead. And they're like, oh. yeah, I guess they are kind of like little blocks. They're a little bit more flat, a little bit more like sort of tablet Separate you know? blocks or are they attached? Separate. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. What are Which, they thinking? I know. It's kind of an odd one, I, I guess. I mean, it's, pro- it's probably another one of those ploys to try and avoid the sugar tax. And, and so they'll put put that classic thing on the wrapper where it's like, oh, have one three now. Three servings. Have, have yeah. one later. It's like, well, I think you know I'll have all three now. But Maybe anyway. each block is like a thousand calories. Or <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's really good, man. And I've not seen it anywhere else. Just <clears throat> mm. just my local off-license. Um, and it's it's terrific. It's, it's the, the, the classic Snickers that you know and love. With with, it's like one of those no brainers, you know. By and large, peanut butter improves most anything. To be honest, Do you know it's, what? I think they've done this before, but I think it was a bar, and I think it came in kind of a orangey, huh. yellowy wrapper. Yeah, this comes this comes in like a classic Snickers brown wrapper with like a sort of beige creamy little stripe down it. Oh my god, it's glorious! Absolutely ah. glorious. But um, yeah, really worth uh, tracking down if you can find them. Unbelievable. Mm. Well, um, I mean, I have to take your word for it. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Well, I tell you what, I'll get an extra one, and then the next time that you come to pick up a snes or something, I'll give you one of them. Well, I, I can't have it, Josh. Oh yeah, you God. Oh God. It. You just, yeah. you just shove it in my face. <laughs> I always forget. I always forget. It's because yeah. you know, it's because you're an appreciator of all things chocolate, and I your am. knowledge is 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 top notch. Mm. I can and remember yeah, the course. old um, the old crack they had at doing that. I'm sure they did it before, mm. and I'm sure yeah, I, I got yeah. hooked on them. They were pretty good. <laughs> yeah, they're a bit special. Why yeah, do they right. do that? Why do they do a limited run of a thing that's amazing and then they take it away? And you're like, well, why? I know. I was I loving that. I never know what it is with them. Is it like we'll see how much money we make, Maybe. and then if it? Because do you remember those? Um, What's that? Is oh, I'm gonna fuck this up because I always do because I can never remember if it's roses or Quality Street. The one with the big purple one. 
Quality Street. Quality Street. Well, yeah. do, do you remember they did those things where they just sold the big purple one or, like on its own? I do. They did the same with the Noisette <laughs> Triangle as well. Oh, good stuff. Well, yeah. they did that, and then I think that did just stay, didn't it? Like, that must have um, been really... Because that was around for, like, eight, Like, that just wasn't limited edition. You could buy those purple ones for, like, ages, couldn't you? Yeah. Yeah, sometimes the limited edition does get an extended run. Mm, mm. Um, I don't know what the rules are. I don't mm. know. Do you know what I found out? I can't, I can't remember if I've said on the podcast before. I might have said to you before that cream eggs are sold seasonally. Yeah. <coughs> Never yeah. knew it. And I, and I told you that the cream egg bar was a way to contravene that rule. Oh, and yes. that's gone now. You can't get that anymore. <laughs> yeah, it's a, bit, it's a bit of a shame. I, I never know. It must have just been in my life just a coincidence where every time I wanted a cream egg, I happened to be within the number of months that they were selling it or something. Like, well, I, they I were must probably just... within your eye lines. So you were like, oh, imagine one of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's probably cause and effect, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I, just, I sort of see it. And, oh, yeah, cream egg. I'll have one of them. Mm. Yeah. Oh, man. That, that, all right, that is one thing I miss. I'll admit mm. that I miss the cream egg. Mm. Yeah. Oh yeah, cream makes that. I miss uh, Reason, Cadbury's. I think it was Cadbury's Reason bars. I don't think um, they were Cadbury's. I think they were a German oh, firm, weren't they? I can't oh, remember. Were they? Yeah. Well, so I miss. Do some I research. Do do some on air research because the listeners okay. deserve it. Um, um, they were chewy and the, and it was dark chocolate, but it was quite stork. chewy. S t o r c k. And it was like R I E S E N, wasn't it? Reason. Yeah. Very strange. Very mm. strange. Anyway, I think it's about time we started to talk uh, video games. You've got a little a little special dispatch for us. So Yes. Without further ado, 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 adieu, let's dive in. Do you want a little bit of trivia before we go ahead? Oh, always. Reason yeah. mm. made by Stork. Mm. The uh, people that also produced the Werther's original. So there Ooh. you go. Oh lovely. I have that. Oh, I like that. I didn't know it, and now I know it, and I'll there take that. Go. I'll take that with me moving forwards. Good net. So what we'll do is chat about something inane. We're supposed to have one little tiny inane chat. Chat. You know, I could just chat. We'll have a lovely chat. We'd be chatting. Banter. Video games. Chatting. I tell you what. Bloody chat. Is it good? Uh, yeah. That's a fact. Richmond, you have. This is usually the segment where we talk about what we've been playing. Now, yeah, we're tech, bending the rules, aren't we? We're, we're bending the rules, and I think we have done this once or twice before. Mm-hmm. Um, either when I have seen something or you have seen something. I can't I remember. We did what it with it Avengers, did we? Because I didn't. I oh, yeah, you might do be right. You had a little mm. dispatch early for us. Anyway, <clears throat> Resident Evil Village, Resident Evil Eight. Yeah, Res- Resident Evil Village, Resident Evil V Eightillage. Um, mm-hmm. as, it, as it's kind of stylized, um, you have seen a a played what is it like an hour? It was sixty eight minutes if you want to be specific. If so you I think want to get technical. I think, I think maybe the content of the demo that they've the weird demo. We need to talk about the weird demo. I think. Okay, we do. Well, let's put that to one side. So Rich yeah. is, Rich is uh, like a developer was playing it, and Rich was which was kind of watching it unfurl. Yeah. Um, of a kind of was it sort of different bits of the game or was it like one unbroken segment of the game? I got the impression it's one unbroken segment with kind of little uh, strategical sort of fades in and out just to kind of connect mm. them up and make it a bit more streamlined. But it's oh, mostly nice. unbroken raw gameplay footage. Okay, sixty-eight right. minutes of it. So I think a bit more than you you'll get in the demo. For sure, for sure. Um, okay. But yeah, split between the village and the castle. Right. 
Right. I, I, I'm kind of, uh, you know, I said this before, I said it to you, I'm kind of concerned, well, not concerned, but uh, I'm, I'm mostly excited because mm. I would always give Capcom the benefit of the doubt. And I think, like, after Resident Evil 7, and just, when, when you think about Resident Evil 7, it really is bonkers that they were able to put set it in Louisiana in a completely different setting, brand yeah. new character, brand new enemies, enemies that behave in brand new ways, put it all in first person, for goodness sake. Yeah. Um, you know, reintroduce combat. And so, th- the way they changed that game, but still had it on some level being a Resident Evil game is well, kind spirit, of incredible. The yeah. spirit of Resident Evil was there, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah amazing. Yeah. Like the the inventory, the lovely bits of UI, and like you know you'd see little green herb and and I, and that, that that feeling in seven where you, you go into like the main house because you yeah. start off in the game when you go into the main house and you see like the staircase go up and go to the left and to the right and you know I think oh they've they've taken me to a mansion again you know like it <laughs> it feels like Resi sort of thing so. Yeah. I will give them the benefit of the doubt on Village, and I am excited. I played the Maiden demo, and yeah, um, me too. apparently there's about 20 bloody demos going on. But I played the demo, the Maiden one. Mm-hmm. I thought it was really good. I was scared throughout, and it was tense. Yeah. Um, I have reservations about the fact that there's bloody great big werewolves and vampires in it, which to me just, uh, it's not really Resi. It's closer to something like Castlevania than it is to to, to Resi. <laughs> yeah. ha- my question to you is, mm-hmm. um, to what extent is it is it bonkers? Are my fears sort of founded? Uh, is it scary? Were you freaked out? Um, should I be excited? Well, it's weird because because I wasn't playing... The kind of jeopardy was reduced, <laughs> mm, mm, but mm. yeah, still it's pretty intense. I mean, everything comes at you with a you know a, a pretty fair lick. Mm. Um, you know, werewolves, come <laughs> like, in lichens, yeah, really? lichens as they're called. They hunt in packs. There's an ominous bit where you kind of spill out of this hut into the snow, and they're all just perched on sort of the edge of these rooftops, flanking Ooh. the street, just watching you. <laughs> that's freaky that, that was that, really weird yeah yeah like well what are they going to do are they going to attack me or are they just going to let me go by are they in their clothes like Jack Nicholson yeah. in, the hit, in the hit film Wolf they've all got kind of yeah they've all got <laughs> shredded clothes you know um, <laughs> and then there's a big right. kind of lead kind of lichen who's a massive massive dude with a big hammer he's kind of the Dr Salazar <laughs> I imagine he'll chase you around persistently yeah. is he the guy that looked quite a lot like Hagrid yeah the sort of big Hagrid one with a giant hammer. Right. Um, no, but the thing is, right, that's the tip of the iceberg, really. That, you think, well, okay, that's weird. Lichens, whatever. But yeah. once you get in the castle, Jesus Christ, like, yeah. it's, there's a whole family of oddballs. So you've got Lady Dimitrescu, who we've seen loads of. She's the big eight-foot-tall oh, vampire or, or lady. Or is it, is, it, is it Dimitrice? As, as Dimitrice, was, too. I don't uh, know. Well, on the live stream... I think was it Brittany Bombacker who's like the Capcom like pre- presenter. She she yeah. often will. Uh, she said Lady Dimitrice, and then lots of people online were like, "Oh, that's kind of weird." And then she tweeted out a thing. She was like, "Yeah, I asked the Capcom high ups, and they approved my enunciation of it." So Dimitrescu, yeah. not even coup. Just like forget the end of it. Like like Reese, like just Dimitrice. Dimitrice. Yeah, it's like the C and the U. I know. 
Yeah. Lady Dimitris. All right. Well, that's, well that's, that's that's how it was said. I mean, I don't know if it's there's going to be maybe someone in the game will call her. I mean, from I would naturally say Dimitrescu. That that's how okay, I would yeah. interpret. That's how I would naturally. Well, it's set in it, Eastern like. Europe, so yeah, maybe that's yeah. right. But but I don't know. And if the Capcom people have approved Dimitris, then uh, but anyway, anyway. So <laughs> yeah, you get to the castle and it's bonkers. Yeah, it's mad. I mean, she so she's got. A younger brother called Heisenberg, mm. who's a guy with round sunglasses and oh, uh, yeah. a, a hat. You've probably seen him. I've seen he, him. He I've can kind him. of lift stuff with telekinesis and chuck it about. <laughs> so, <laughs> what's going on there? I, I Is don't it metal? Know. Is it metal stuff? Metal stuff, yeah. So, he can, yeah, he can lift metal things. Eric and, Lencher. Yeah, he's Magneto, basically. <laughs> yeah. Um, right, okay. So, yeah, I don't know what's going on. There's a weird little sort of puppet girl. Mm. Who's this tiny skeletal sort of doll? Don't, uh, don't know. And then at the top of the tree is Mother Miranda. Who's got these big black wings, and she's supposed to be the protector of the village. Right, she's not doing a very good job. Bloody werewolves running around. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But she's in with this gang, and she's the one pulling the strings. I'm guessing. So, right, right. I don't right. know what her story is. And then you've got Chris Redfield, like, just you know, in the mix as well. Not, yeah. not with them, but. Yeah, well, they're they, they doing a weird thing, right? They're doing a whole thing where Chris Redfield shows up, but, oh, he's a baddie, because he, he bloody well blasts Ethan's wife in the head and then yeah. steals steals his baby. Yeah, yeah, well, like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, what's going on? And by the and way, then, by the way, as a friend of mine pointed out the other day, yeah. what what is going on with... Can not can they just decide what Chris Redfield bloody looks like, please? They're just changing <laughs> yeah. him every game. He actually looked all right at the end of Seven. I was like, oh, that kind of looks like a cool Chris. This guy looks like Dominic Purcell with a wig on. You know, the guy that played um, Lincoln Burroughs in Prison Escape. Right, okay. Pr- prison Escape! I meant, prison pr- I meant, I meant prison... <laughs> <laughs> I know what I meant. I knew prison what you meant. <laughs> yeah, he just looks like him. He looks really weird. He doesn't really look like Chris now. He looks yeah. a bit odd. But anyway, there ne- anyway. There yeah. needs to be a canon version of Chris that we can hold on <laughs> yeah. to. I would appreciate that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, yeah, so he's in the mix. And then there are certain places where you can see the Umbrella logo. So Umbrella are still a mm. presence as well. Mm-hmm. So obviously they've been up to their old tricks. And <laughs> yeah, I, 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 it's 68 minutes. Obviously, you can't really... Sure, sure. Get a grip on what's happening. And mm. I, it's kind of genius the way they've marketed it because I'm just like, what is going on? I, I want to know what's <laughs> it's, happening. It's interesting uh, when we look at something like... Um, and the comparison does not work completely, but I'm going to draw the comparison just for a point of reference. Everyone started to get a little bit nasty, a little bit impatient. This is Death uh, Stranding. About Death Stranding, yeah, yeah spot on. <laughs> and, uh, you know, oh, I'm fucking sick and tired of this. Oh, I just released the bloody game. And I think because of Seven, which I, I do not think is the best Resident Evil game. In fact, actually, I Resident Evil 7 is kind of like a, a, a nice 7 out of 10 game for me. It's no, like it, come it, on. No, it, it, after Don't about half... It's not scary after... Uh, it just, it's one of those games where it's it's got an absolutely brillo uh, beginning. It's so nice, um, uh, and, and to to an extent, this is the case with a lot of Resident Evil games. It's about how they can kind of keep themselves, you know, scary for the long run. But yeah. after the point at which Jack Baker transforms into an enormous octopus, there's just no fear left in that, that game. It's just that like, is sort of where it kind of jumped the shark. But then that's a Resident Evil staple. 
isn't it? Every Resident Evil True. game kind of ends True. that way. But I think the test of a Resident Evil is how long can you hold on to it? How because long can the, you exercise restraint? How long can you? Because the thing with the Jack Baker thing is, it, it it was it wasn't even it was just it was just about a third. It was before the halfway mark, and it was like oh, okay. Well, I, Whereas I remember, at least with I some thinking, resins, I remember thinking once that happened, I was like, yeah, okay, that's Resident, yeah. Yeah. Resident yeah. Evil. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, whereas at least with with some, if you look at the, I mean, the, the, uh, n- none of that, none have surpassed the um, just the remake of Resi One uh, for this. Uh, the real test is, you know, how far back can we push the secret underground laboratory? Because traditionally, the secret underground laboratory is where it gets a little, is where you're you're not really scared anymore, right? That, like, oh, like, like, like by I that think in point, one, I think the underground laboratory is really scary. Oh, okay, okay, fair enough, fair enough. Or perhaps I need to replay one then. But well, but in one it, as well, it was unexpected. You were like, "Whoa, that's all this is under the mansion. What the hell?" And you yeah. don't know what you're going to find. And true. what about those freaky um, little sort of black fly things with hook hands that could drop from the ceiling in the engine oh, the, room, um, bit, the generator uh, room? I mean, yeah, not the hunters. Oh, the chimeras. The chimera, yeah. yeah which they were... for some reason my friends used to call hall monitors. <laughs> Oh, I know why, I think, aren't they? Because they were referred... Yeah, there's like a note in the game where one of the scientists refers to them as as hall monitors. Because they're used as like a security thing, aren't they? Yeah, okay, okay, that's fine. I never understood that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. well, it it might be. All your friends could be bonkers, I don't know. Uh, I could be misremembering. But yeah, well, 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 even... I mean, fair enough to you then. I suppose that, that sort of strengthens my... My kind of my point on Resi One, then that, mm. that that's the kind of chalice that you aim at in terms yeah. of because and especially with the remake of Resi One, when they added the stuff with Lisa Trevor, which was terrifying. Yeah, the, the the test of any Resi is just how long before it gets a bit silly. And if you look at Resi Three, especially the remake, they kind of mess that up because like when the nemesis just runs around like an overexcited dog and goes a bit yeah. nutty, it's not very scary anymore. But mm. then you've got the bit in the hospital with the hunters, and that's actually quite nerve-wracking, and so that you know. The, but but with the thing with village, it's kind of twofold for me. Number one, it's can you keep your scares, even though what's happening all around me is absolutely crazy. But number two, it's also a, just a different kind of silliness, like it's yeah. vampires and werewolves. You know, I don't. Yeah. Well, and it's my, kind of the, I suppose it's sort of tying into Eastern European sort of folklore, I guess, and fairy tales. Mm, mm. Um, yeah, absolutely. Unless we forget, you know, Resident Evil 4 was absolutely bonkers. I mean, it, yeah. it, everyone remembers the village. Not everyone remembers the three-story high robot automaton statue that chases <laughs> Leon through a castle. You know, that but we game, do remember Rasputin and fighting him in that warehouse. Yeah, yeah. And separating from his legs and flying about the place. <laughs> Don't yeah, forget that. We do with the scorpion hooks. So, yeah, no, it was still still kind of good by that. And actually, the thing with Resi 4 was, it, 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 in my opinion anyway, it actually rescued itself. It, it got the most silly in the castle, but actually some of the stuff on the military base with the regenerators and stuff was actually just really scary again so they, they, they mm. kind of did quite well to to sort of pull pull it back in and marshal it a bit yeah. but yeah the, the thing with village I'm, I'm thinking the stuff i've seen and the stuff that you're talking about it's like well it seems to be absolutely bonkers from the get-go um is is there tension would be would be my question because i've seen a lot of combat you know i've seen a lot well, of guns with the, they've got the attache case back right yeah 
I mean, the, there is a lot of combat in the bit I saw. The, I, I should hasten to add that this isn't the opening section. Like, there is a preamble building yeah. up to this. The, the yeah. demo I saw uh, started with Ethan woken, uh, waking up in a load of sort of a big rubbish pile um, in, <laughs> right. with an overturned van near him. So huh. there's obviously a bunch of stuff that's happened beforehand. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Like how long does the game keep its powder dry? I don't know. It, yeah. it seems like they they light it up and and let it go pretty early, from what I can gather. Yeah, and I and, and I know that I, I am sort of in, in in kind of devil's advocate fashion. I I am kind of playing the skeptic, I guess, just because I, I I will give Capcom the benefit of the doubt. I can't I can't add that enough. Like they are they have proven, and I was freaked out when I played the Maiden demo. It was stressful in a good yeah. way. It was like oh shit, I'm. I mean, this is tense, you know. Of course, it did help that that had no combat, and I know that the main game will have yeah. combat. And the other well, thing that Resi... Yeah. Sorry, I was just going to say, the other thing that they do is that they go from survival horror, which traditionally is the arena of, you know, chills, to mm-hmm. pat panic horror, which is yeah. like, well, I've got a gun, but they're flanking me and they're closing in from the... And that's what Resi 4 was so good at doing. Well, this this is the thing. Once you get to the castle, it's really claustrophobic and labyrinthine, so... Yeah, that's where I think it gets a bit panicky, and um, you've got obviously uh, Lady Dimitres. Dimitres. <laughs> uh, her daughter's Lady, Lady running uh... about, and they can turn into it a swarm of insects and kind of close the gap on you and just mm. bite you. And yeah, and the puzzles are kind of um, added a layer of tension because in the demo, the one I saw, you're, you're tipping this little castle and rolling a ball around this kind of run to the hmm. to the target. But all the time, there's footsteps behind you. Ooh. So you're like, ah, I've got to get this puzzle oh. done quick. Like, See, even I like if nothing, that. Even if nothing's coming for you, the, the audio in the background is just like, go away. Mm. <laughs> See, that, that fills me with... I like that. I li- and Because broadly speaking, they kind of killed... From about Resident Evil 4 onwards, they basically mm. just have like token puzzles that are like very slight nods of the head to the puzzles of old but resident evil 7 got the puzzles back a little bit didn't yeah it? yeah you know, well this one i saw um some riddles and rotating statues which i'm, which I'm sure you'll enjoy oh lovely um, i do love a rotating statue lots of putting objects into other objects like little gems into slots and medallions and all sorts mm. you love all that Oh, I love it. I'm a sucker for it. I am a sucker for it. Yeah, I just, I, yeah, I, if they come up with some crazy science explanation and they go, oh, actually, it was Umbrella all along, a bit like they did with Seven, because obviously Marguerite Baker was able to also turn into a swarm of insects, lest we forget. Yeah. It's not, not, yeah. not, not the first swarm of insects we've seen. And True. I, to be honest with you, I can't really remember. I remember the conclusion, conclusion of that game being absolutely mad, because it was all about a ghost girl and yeah. a, ta- a tanker that crashed and the tanker spread a radioactive piece of bullshit that made everyone magic it was all nutty but it yeah. was kind of like it was kind of like oh yeah well it's that it's that flavor of resident evil nuttiness where it's like oh it's a bioorganic weapon and it's but i have no idea how they're gonna take as you say this kind of nice eastern european folklore and then actually they're gonna like at the end are they just gonna go yeah everyone's actually hallucinating because it's uh, umbrella of dropped a you know a canister, oh. a canister of dream no. gas on this whole place. Like, what if are they going to have? No, if it's a hallucination, 
you, you can count me out of the series. Well, ca- <laughs> I, 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 correct that. me if I'm wrong, but I believe <laughs> some of the stuff with Zoe in Resident Evil 7 was a sort of, um, like, an agent that she secreted. Wasn't it like a gas or something? Like, you know Isn't how it? she, like, teleports and goes a bit nutty yeah. towards the end? Like, I think they explained some of that with, like, a, a hallucinatory oh, thing. I can't... They? I, I, I think so. Yeah. Well, I need worth to play double checking again. If... My memory of it's very hazy. Mm, mm. Mm. I just remember really enjoying it. Oh, same, 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 same. Mm. I, I broadly speak, that game is a success. It's, it's amazing that it was able to, to do what it did and still, in some way, be, be Resident Evil. But yeah, I, I yeah, I have <laughs> vampires and werewolves. I'm a little skeptical, uh, but I liked Maiden. I'm hearing good stuff from you. Mm. Uh, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. I'm looking forward to it. It's out, what, next month, right? Yeah, it's out 7th of May, so a couple of weeks, really. Just over mm. two weeks. So yeah. really soon. Um, Excellent. Yeah, and there's a demo going around on uh, all, all formats on the 1st of May, but you can only play it for 24 hours, which is mad. Like, if you huh. don't get it downloaded and played within that 24-hour period, it's gone. <laughs> <clears throat> I don't know what they're doing with the demos. Honestly, it's bizarre. Know. I'm probably going to leave it. I'm going to leave it. It's out soon anyway, and I'm going to be mm. playing it. So, mm. yeah, PS5 and PS4 owners can also get their hands on a castle demo on the 24th for a Tasty. limited time uh, of April. Um, yeah, yeah, I think that's all there is to say on that. I think. Good stuff. Good stuff. Mm. Well, we got some news, and we've got, we've, but we've also got, <clears throat> and some of the listeners obviously chiming in because they want to hear. Uh, what you've been up to in your in your retro ramblings? Oh yeah, okay. And uh, but of course we both know that he's only gone and got himself a cheeky mint condition SNES. Is, yeah, is, boxed is with F Zero. Well, yeah, yeah, the addition, the yeah that came with a boxed F Zero in a in a big box. Yeah. yeah. And what have you yeah. been? So you've been playing Super Mario All Stars, right? I got it. I got it back after seeing you after the mm. handover. Um, <laughs> got in, set it up, pop Mario All Stars in. Yeah, thought I'll have a yeah. little tool around in Mario. Forgot Lovely. how great that is. Um, yeah, yeah. It's, it's got a save system which I don't mm. remember. Mm-hmm. I've got so I've got some saves. Yeah. So I was like skipping forward to World Four in Mario Two. Oh. And having a little mess about. I'm like, yeah. oh god, I forgot how floaty his jump is. As well. <laughs> it's it's well the funny thing about All Stars, I think, is that they they use the gameplay like system that mm-hmm. was in place for Super Mario World. Right. So it it remakes Super Mario two and three and one and the lost levels, but they, but it yeah. does it in the style of world. So it's got that kind of floaty jump, uh, which yeah. is, which is pretty cool. But yeah, <clears throat> it has. It was one of the few kind of SNES games that really had a thing with game saves. It like had extra data on the on the cartridge. I think yeah. Link to the Past was another one. Mm. Um, I think Donkey I think Kong Country. That. I think I've got that as well. That's a terrific game. Yeah. To the, that's a game to play on a on a sexy new SNES. Mm, yeah, mm. All Star. I tell you what's great about All Stars as well is the lost levels. If you want to play just a bastard difficult, um, oh, really. In, in in Japan, it was just Super Mario Brothers two, um, and but but they they said that the it was just too difficult for Western audiences, so they didn't release it in the West. Wow, that's patronising. <laughs> yeah, they deemed it like too hardcore or whatever, so they didn't release it. And then what? What we call Super Mario Brothers Two in Japan was three, and so when we had three, they had four, etc. Right. Um, <clears throat> but when they made All Stars as a kind of big 
luxury package for the SNES to put all the NES games mm-hmm. into 16-bit, they it was like the first time that Super Mario Bros. 2 was released in the West, and they called it Lost Levels. And it's really difficult. It's like, imagine Super Mario, but just like there's random gusts of wind that just yeah. disrupt your platforming, and like just, just crazy stuff. No. It was the one where they added the poison mushroom, which makes which actually hurts Mario. It shrinks him back down. <laughs> That's just so. evil. Poor little it Mario. Is. I know. He, poor little... Fa- he's eager to munch his mushrooms, but, mm. you know, a cautionary tale, don't go munching mushrooms. That's true, actually, yeah. Yeah, valuable uh, yeah, lesson. Valu- valuable lesson. Miyamoto is teaching mm. again. Yeah. 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 Uh, well, I, I'm loving it. you got to get yourself a bit of Star Fox going on to appreciate the yes. uh, super, super FX chip. Definitely, the, uh, definitely. Well, my favourite was... Um, I mean, Probotector, Super Probotector, as it was called over here. Oh, which my God. Contra... Yeah. Contra... Rebel something, alien yeah. rebels or something. Uh, yeah, they, yeah, they just remarketed it. As, but I played it as Probotector as well. Yeah, that was like, yeah, I oh. loved that game. Yeah. I don't know how, but me and my friend back in the day, we finished that. It's bastard difficult, isn't it? Yeah, but we finished it, and mm. yeah, I, I don't know how. Like I played it <laughs> when I got the SNES Mini because I think it's on that, and I was like, how the frig. Did I ever play this? I couldn't get past the first section. Yeah, it takes some extreme fucking... Do you remember that thing, Blazing Chrome, that we were playing in yeah. the office? Yeah. I, I remember I was on your desk for like half an hour trying to do that one bit where it went all like... They had the... Mm. Do you remember the Mode 7 graphics when you yeah, were like flying that. through the bloody... That's great, that. Um, yeah. You're going to have fun with F-Zero. That oh, game. Sure. Oh, my God. I've recently completed all three Grand Prix and F-Zero on all difficulties, including Master Difficulty. It's um, it's, nice. it's such a good game. I miss yeah. F-Zero so much. If I, could... I miss F-Zero and I miss Wipeout. Maybe there's a feature I should write about that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, Christ, there was that. There was an item in the news with the F Zero fella who did the who did who did, um, did all the art for the characters and the cars. Mm. There was an item in the in the week just gone where he was sort of saying, "Ah, oh, like F Zero is not dead, but we'd need like a grand new idea to to bring to the to the high ups to get it, you know, to to put one out. Like we'd need Why? something a bit. I know, just, just yeah, do a new one. My Don't response, my response was it. the the grand idea is putting a bloody F Zero game out. Yeah, you know, absolutely. That's, that's the grand idea. Last one we had was on the GameCube. Like, madness, madness. That's mad. That is mad. What anyway, was that one called? F Zero GX. <laughs> eBay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and also F Zero X for the N sixty four. Of course. Um, one of the only games on the N sixty four to run in sixty frames per second. Oof! I think um, a copy of F Zero GX might be a bit too tasty. Mm, looking at that 50 also, quid it looks like it's quite rare yeah and it, that mm. also ran at 60 frames per second that was oh. the sense of speed in F-Zero is ridiculous lovely it's uh, close to wipeout in that regard anyway mm, mm. must get on to the news so without further ado have a jingle oh 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 god hot dog oh man dog d dog 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 and dog 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 I think it worked. I think the listeners can pat themselves on the back. You can pat yourself on the back for moaning every week for three weeks. I can pat myself on the back for rousing the listeners. And generally, I think it's fair to say that the world can thank the Video Gamer Podcast because 
Sony has reversed its decision to close the PS3 and the PS Vita stores this summer. And that's entirely based on mine and Josh's whinging. Mm. Yeah. No one else. That's that's does. the power of whinging. And when yeah. I said the other week, um, you know, I just don't know. You remember when Xbox hiked up the price of gold, everyone went mental. And then like 24 hours later, they were like, all right, we're not doing that. Mm-hmm. And I did think, I just, you know, I wonder if enough people love it to in order to exert that sort of pressure. Turns out there is. They might have seen a spike in sales as well. <laughs> and that, yeah, and mm. that, 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 could, that could have done it. Although there is still a bit of bad news, and that's the PSP shop is still going. Yeah, so I think there's something like 40 games that will be gone. Uh, so A bit more than that. On, well, if if well, all of the PSPs go in, then there's quite a I few don't know, games. I mean like digital only. I think there's, oh, hold on, 35. There are 35 PSP games that you can't get in any other way. You can, digital only. <laughs> Oh, you can still sure. Get physical versions yes. of the others. Yeah. Oh, you can get. Yeah, no, absolutely. I was just thinking, if you've got a Vita, that like the Vita is such a beast, and one of the reasons that it is is because it's basically also a PSP. But presumably, like, you could still buy PSP games through your Vita, no? Because well, the, the way part I read of the Vita this, store, no. No, see, the thing is, no. I mean, it is part of that, but they ha- but like it's it's where the files come from for the PSP games. No. The, they're, Surely they're they could roll that over into the. Vita store. Well, I'm hoping that they do. I mean, the trouble is that because everyone basically has breathed a sigh of relief on, on mm. uh, when they reversed the decision. But actually, um, there's there's work still to be done because because obviously everyone the main focus is like PS3 games, which is a big deal, and PS1 ROMs, which is a big deal, right? Uh, to say yeah. nothing of the fact that obviously. <clears throat> Digital Vita games is also a big deal, by the way. But I think the biggest deal is PS3 and PS1, and um, and and that and like that's great. And I think it probably is the minority of people who are playing digital PSP games. Um, but you know, I'm one of them, and yeah. to have to have a Vita, um, basically also double up as a PSP. I mean, there's like two absolutely must-play God of War games. Metal Gear Solid mm-hmm. Port- Portable Ops will risk being lost. That's a great game. Yeah. Um, I know Peace Walker got a port to the HD collection, but Portable Ops is still... They've got those wonderful <coughs> Ash- Ashley Wood cutscenes, like comic book cutscenes. I mean, there's some treasures on the PSP. Um, yeah. That's still closing down on July 2nd, but at least they, they reversed the other one. I just... Yeah, it's sad that um, amidst a story of, like, victory... There is also like, mm, yeah, we're still losing all the PSP games though, and like, there's some absolute crackers in there. There's games that were only released on PSP. There's like a Final Fantasy Tactics game and yeah. that um, Final Fantasy VII uh, Advent Crisis, Advent Crisis or something like that. I can't remember what it was. Um, it was it was the one where you play core. as Crisis Core, where you play as the guy who showed up at the end of the Final Fantasy VII remake and who looks a bit like Cloud and also has a big sword like Cloud. Oh yeah, that that fella. I forgot yeah. his name. But yeah, so have I. but anyway, yeah, like just like stuff like that would be, yeah. Unless you got unless you got physical, I might have to get myself a, like an old school PSP because mm. mm-hmm. absolutely sucks. But yeah, Jim Ryan said, "quote Upon further reflection, uh, it's clear we made the wrong decision here. So happy to say that we'll be keeping the PlayStation Store operational for PS3 and Vita devices. PSP commerce functionality will retire on July second as planned." He then elaborated, saying, uh, We initially came to the decision to end purchasing support for those platforms. It was borne out a number of factors, including commerce support challenges for older devices and the ability for us to focus more of our resources on newer devices, where a majority of our gamers are playing. 
But we see now that many of you are incredibly passionate about being able to continue purchasing classic games on PS3 and Vita for the foreseeable future. So I'm glad we were able to find a solution to continue operation. So it's like good, but also still we're losing the PSP stuff. So that's a real shame. Yeah. I'd love to know what the kind of resources are that are required to just keep the stores open. Surely Mm. it can't be that labour intensive or that resource intensive. <clears throat> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I have no I have no idea. I mean But it's a, it's on the whole mm. it's a good it's a good story, you know? Yeah, definitely. So definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is good. Uh I tell you what else is a is a bloody good story. Mm-hmm. Um Oli Oli World is coming out. <clears throat> it looks cool this. I like yeah. Oli Oli. It looks so do I. Now mm. I will say uh some hyperbole. You love a bit of hyperbole, don't you? I do. Go on. Give it uh, give me all the hyperbole. The hyperbole. Oh. I don't even think it. To be honest, I, to be, I'm hyping it up, but I think everyone will just hear me say it and go, "Yeah, probably." Um, I don't think it's that dramatic. <laughs> Ollie Ollie Two is the best and most important skating game since EA's Skate in 2007. Mm, yeah, sure. I mean, you yeah. can't argue in that, with that, I guess. Nope. What about the Tony Hawk's remakes? I would still choose Ollie Ollie Two. Would you? Oof. Yep. I, I think it took, it, it sort of cleaved to the Tony Hawk's <coughs> template of doing arcade madness, but then mm-hmm. Ollie Ollie fused it with a lovely kind of trials sensibility of instant death, instant restart, high yeah. score chasing with just a mad soundtrack. Um, and it was just an absolute joy to play. Um, I, I had Ollie Ollie 2 as part of PS Plus on the Vita. And over the weekend, when I heard this news, I bought. The double pack for Switch. Lovely. I think it's called Oli Oli Switch Stance, which is a great subtitle, by the way. <laughs> um, and it was something stupid. It was like £2.60 for Oli Oli 1 and 2. Nice. So I was like, yeah, I'm having it. But yeah, anyway, Oli Oli World coming out for Xbox, PlayStation, Nintendo Switch, and PC this winter. Uh, coming from publishing arm Private Division. Uh, has announced that it snapped up the next Oli Oli game from the UK developer Roll7, with the uh, skateboarding series taking a vibrant adventure route with Oli Oli World. It's um, it's a, it's set in the world of Radland, uh, <laughs> in which there's a yeah. cast of eccentric characters, kind of a little bit different from the other games, because people seem to be little anthropomorphic animals. There's a frog fella in the trailer, and I was loving it. He's got little trousers on, no shoes... <laughs> Because he's a frog, but yeah. a sort of uh, you know an open a little cotton shirt. It looked very stylish, you know. Yeah. Um, areas you'll visit include Inflatable Alley and Los Volgus, each with plenty of tricks and opportunities. Uh, so you have like paths to grind and do tricks on throughout this kind of open environment. Um, and the game allows you to fully customize your character. Um, there's a main campaign and then quote millions of levels to play in the game's sandbox mode, as well as the options to compete in leagues with rivals around the world online. Coming out winter this year, I'm so that makes me so happy, like so excited. <laughs> I'm super up for Oli Oli World. I'm oh, it was one of those bits of news where I was just smiling for the rest of the day. I was yeah. like, we're getting we're getting a new Oli Oli. This is so good. <laughs> but I need yeah. to go back and replay the others. I'm really I play, excited. I played a bit of um, the original Oli Oli on the Vita. Yes, that was such mm. a good platform for it as well. Like I yeah. loved it on the Vita; it was so perfect. And I think if I'm getting, well, I am getting Oli Oli World, but I want it on the Switch. I love that mm-hmm. handheld vibe. Um, yeah, it's really, really good. Also, I never played Oli Oli One. Hmm. <gasps> Yeah, when I got, I got a Vita a little bit late, and the PS Plus game of the month or whatever was Oli Oli Two. Thought it was brilliant. Never actually played one though. Well, there's so, something for you. 
Mm, looking forward Some to it. Some title list. Also, which I'm quite excited about, we're only getting a bloody oxen free sequel. Well, you are. Well, you've got, you've got a Switch. I've, oh, I could play it on the Switch, but it feels like something that's at home on the uh, Xbox and PlayStation. I don't really understand why they're skipping those platforms. Yeah, I don't know why it's they're odd. skipping them. It doesn't really... I mean, if you have a Switch, though, surely it just doesn't matter. Yeah. I mean, I, I get I it. I, I get it. It's weird. It's kind of weird. It's like, oh, that's what, you know, like, what? It's a bit like, um, you know, when people make these strange deals, like, what is it, like Final Fantasy VII remakes, like, only out on PlayStation, right? Yeah. I don't, that's I really w- don't understand. I mean, the thing with, um, oh, God, what did, what, why even what, Oxen Free 2, Christ mm. Almighty. Um, <laughs> is, yeah, I mean, surely that first game found an audience on, Xbox and PlayStation, no? Well, I, this is the thing. I don't know. I know it was sort of beloved by the people that did play it, yeah. but I certainly can't speak to its sales. This could be a case of of, of Nintendo or whoever. It's um, publisher MWM Interactive. It could be a case where they got, maybe they got some cash to do it because of the, because of the Switch. I don't doubt it will come to other platforms. I think it probably will. It's not. It's not listed as doing that. It, 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 but it, I, I'm sure it will. But this. Does, it's weird, isn't it, with the Switch? It's like um, uh, Ape Out. Really, really mm. cool game. Oh, like yeah. it's only on Switch and I think PC. Um, same with uh, Roki, which is another. Like, do you remember Roki? Was like that little Scandinavian point-and-click adventure game. Yeah. But like, like again, just Switch and PC. Hades, just Switch and PC. Like it's it's an odd one. Um, they may come to other platforms. Anyway, anyway, Oxenfree 2 Lost Signals unveils mm-hmm. and heads to the Switch and PC later this year. Night School Studios is back, and they've announced a sequel to Oxenfree. Uh, it's revealed as part of the Indie World Showcase, had a, had a trailer in it, and it takes place five years after the events of the previous game, uh, following new character Riley, who's an environmental researcher who returns to her hometown of Kamina to investigate mysterious radio frequency signals causing havoc with the town's electronic com- uh, equipment. It's out autumn this year. I'm quite pumped. I enjoyed Oxenfree 1. I thought it was a really mm. cool... Um, get, that was another one of those games where uh, after a certain point it stops being freaky. It kind of loses its way slightly towards the end. But a really cool idea I have to confess, I haven't played it. Ah, <clears throat> I recommend it. it did, did, yeah. I tell you what, they did a really good thing with dialogue that not a lot of games have, have have really picked up on. They had this lovely thing where you press the different buttons to choose your responses to what people were saying, or you could press nothing at all, and the conversation had this really lovely flow to it. And if you pressed the button, you could, like, cut in and interrupt people and say your thing over what they were saying. And it, mm. it, it was kind of really cleverly done, so it always felt like the characters were genuinely talking to each other in a way That's that... Cool. They ha- haven't really done in many other games, but plus it's just a cool vibe. It's all about tuning a radio so that they can hear otherworldly signals, you know. Yeah. So. yeah. But yeah, lovely little um, couple of really cool things in that like Switch indie showcase. I'm super, especially because I just bought a Switch, so I'm like, oh, I'll have a bit of that. Yeah, I keep um, forgetting you've only just bought a Switch. Yeah. That's yeah. funny. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, House of the Dead remake also coming to the Switch. Yep. I'm super up for that. It's what will you it, do? Point your Joy-Con at the point. Point the Joy-Con at the, at the Switch, I guess. Yeah, mm. it's kind of nutty. Um, it's from Megapixel Studio, the people that did the Pan's Dragoon remake. 
Right. Um, oh, I didn't tell you about my Resident Evil nuttiness. Oh, go um, on. Which I'll briefly tell you now. Because I've been spending probably too much money recently uh, getting Switch stuff. Um, mm. But there was, a, there was part of a... There was like a big sale when that indie showcase came out. So yeah. I bought... Um, I think it was like a fiver. And I got uh, the Hotline Miami double pack. Lovely. Which is really silly because I, I have both of them on the on the Vita, but I wanted them on the bigger screen on the Switch, and you know, <laughs> I got um, what was that thing that I got? Oh, I got Roki and I got Ape Out because Cullum really loved Ape Out and was talking about how great that game is, so I got that. Yeah, uh, got both the Oli Ollies and I got Resident Evil Remake and Resident Evil Four on the Switch. Wow. Yeah. It was big well, time. There you go. It Man, was a te- it was like a it was a tenner, and I used some of my gold coins. I think that like the Resident Evil One remake uh, HD thing was like eight pounds. So I was like, "Yep, yeah, I love that." Thank you. Nice, very nice. But handheld resi, playing it, playing it under the duvet, getting freaked out. Mm. It's gonna be good. I haven't I haven't dug out my Switch in a long time. Yeah, you a should really get on it. Long time. Yeah, it's sort of just currently in a cupboard, not really doing anything. <laughs> a cupboard. You can play yeah, the, um, the play the three D three D All Stars. You'd be loving that. Mm. Playing the original mm. All Stars, hop up to three D. Um, I've got that as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You were the one of the, one of the ones you got the physical one, didn't you? I did. I got it for Christmas. Uh, Amazon cancelled the Lord of the Rings MMO because of a legal hoot nanny. Oh yeah. Jules mm. Holland involved, was he? Jules Holland was probably involved, yes. Yeah. Uh, a report by Bloomberg. The cancellation is apparently the result of a stumbling block in negotiations between Amazon Game Studios and Tencent Holdings after the latter acquired Leo Technologies, parent company of developer Athlon Games. It's a bloody minefield, this. It's the best Amazon, way for a, a project to be cancelled, isn't it? This sort just of thing. A, just a legal IP yeah, bungle. It's brilliant. Yeah. Always, always romantic. An Amazon mm. spokesperson said to Bloomberg, we've been unable to secure terms to proceed with the title at this time. The Amazon team working on the game will be moved to other projects. We love the Lord of the Rings IP, and we're very disappointed that we won't be bringing this game to customers. Originally announced in mid-2018 as a AAA free-to-play MMO, uh, Leiu Technologies teased they were working with a mystery partner, which was later revealed to be Amazon Game Studios just under a year later. Um, it was Why said would you to tease be that like everyone, everyone's waiting with bated breath. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Working, oh, Amazon, woohoo! <laughs> Amazon, oh, it's all, it's, just, it's all smooth sailing over at Amazon. Yeah, jeez. <laughs> yes, yeah, that's another one. Another one bites the dust, along with Crucible and whatever the other thing was that they recently. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, uh, does, yeah, you don't want to attack hitch your wagon to <laughs> Amazon, do you? No, it doesn't seem like it. Resident Evil Village will see mercenaries mode return. I'm excited Yay. about that. Yeah, me too. It looks good. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, you have to complete the game to do it, and then it's because I'm worrying about this little. Well, not worrying. Uh, I'm kind of eager to see how this new little shove mechanic works out in Village. Did you get a look at that when you when you were looking yeah, at it? Yeah, well he can guard, so he mm-hmm. can cross his arms over his face to reduce damage and he can do a little shove. It's not like exactly in, a massive game changer. I think Just, in 7 he could guard, right? Could he guard in 7? I thought Yeah. No, you can you can you you could guard, you could just hold your hands up and it was ridiculous cuz You know so, I yeah. thought you could do that. But I'm sure in the demo thing, because the demo they they showed, they said um, that there were like little subtitles saying, you know, highlighting pieces of information. Mm. And one of them is Ethan can now guard. 
And I was like, I'm sure he could guard before, but yeah, hey, they yeah. say it's new. I'll take them at their word. Yeah, no, yeah, uh, right. He could. <laughs> yeah, I thought so. Damn it. Yeah, it, it was it was bonkers. Like, because people would be coming at him with a chainsaw, and he'd just be putting his hands up and absorbing loads of damage. Um, <laughs> it's quite funny. But now they've added like a shove, which is kind of like what uh, Jill had in the original uh, Resi Three. The like, when shove she did is the, new. I did the evade thing and she would like, if, if you did it just as a zombie was coming on her, she'd like shove the zombie backwards to create mm. room. Super useful. Um, they only had, I think, the evasive dodge manoeuvre in the remake of 3, not the shove. But anyway, yeah, I was kind of looking at it. I was like, oh, I wonder if the little shove mechanic in Village will kind of be conducive to more of a combat atmosphere, you know? Well, because it's so relentless mm. based on what I've seen then the shove is just to make a bit of space, I imagine, when you're being yes. crowded by lichens yeah. from every every direction. Crowd control, just like when yeah. Leon would do a bloody suplex or a roundhouse kick. Sort of yeah, I remember thinking into... that was brilliant when I first saw it. I was yeah. like, oh my God, this is awesome. Yeah. In yeah, retrospect, was... slightly silly. It was a bit silly. It was a suplex and it burst their head. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I'm looking for... I love a mercenaries mode. I do. And yeah. with the first person callback could be cool. By the way... As a last but not least little bit of tidbitium, um, mm-hmm. Resident Evil 4 in VR announced. Oh, God, yeah. It's, it's a sad thing, because it's, it's exclusive for Oculus Quest 2, which I don't mm-hmm. have, which is kind of annoying. Um, but Capcom announced it as part of the uh, Resident Evil Showcase, and it's partnering, which is kind of cool, with Armature Studio, who... Yeah are the people that kind of came out that it was like the lead art director and creative director from Retro Studios. So the developer of Recore. Well, yes, but maybe a little a little better than that. Developer of Metroid Prime. Um, sure. Which, you know, a little more celebrated. But, but Recore underrated, right? Yeah, I think so. I thought Recore was all right. Mm. And Armature did really cool. Uh, they did Arkham Origins Blackgate, and they specialised in uh, like handheld ports for a little while. They were they were pretty good. Anyway, uh, but they're working with Oculus Studios to bring Resi Four into VR. Um, details are a little on the thin side, but the accompanying gameplay uh, trailer with the thing um, indicates that it's porting as much of the game as possible into fully immersive 3D VR. Uh, and 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 there's little inventory briefcase screen that was in there as well. So yeah. Lovely. Well, to, do you know what, uh, you know what you know. I'm worried about, though? That mm. this might be the rumoured remake that they were talking about. Oh, I don't think so, because uh, th- no, that one sure? was... Well, the only thing was, the studio that was working originally on the Resi 4 remake was M2, which is a uh, studio that worked on the Resi 3 remake. And the recent uh, news from a few months ago was that Capcom Division 1... Uh, which is like the, the the main people they work on, like Village, for instance. Like they're the, the kind of the number one Capcom big big boys. Uh, they took over development from M2, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. Um, they were like, and they didn't say they were rebooting it or whatever. They were just like, well, we're not keen on the direction it was going, and so we've give, we've like Division One have like taken over basically. Of course, um, yeah, I'm, that rings a bell now. Mm. Yeah. So I don't think it's that. That well, I agree though. That would that would be pretty. Eh. Mm. If, maybe it's a good thing that. Um, that we we might not see the Resi 4 remake for a little while yet because to be honest with you Village does sound an awful lot like a kind of spiritual uh, successor. successor yeah it's got the yeah. village it's got the castle you know it's got little wooden cabins and stuff and it, mm. who knows maybe it's got a military base later on who knows <laughs> wouldn't surprise me mm. Mm. anyway it's about time uh, that we get down to quizness so I think we've got to summon Matt from upstairs and we've got to, we've got to put your your knowledge to the test. How do you feel? Yeah, I feel pretty good. Mm. Right, Bring well, it on. We'll bloody see.
Okay, alright, well, are you guys ready? I personify a place, it's a video game setting. Do we need the rules at this point? I read out a number of clues as this personified setting. You say stop if at any point you have inklings and rumblings of ideas, and then you say what that place is. If you say it and it's the right place, you win. Stop. Stop. I'll go through the clues as many times as you like. And yep. I have, as ever, backup clues. Because I don't like draws. It's time for the quiz. Did Matt win last week? No, I none of us won last week, did they? It was another one of those rubbish Josh Wise quizzes. <laughs> I thought Matt won. What was it last week? I don't know. It was... Oh, it was oh aliens. aliens, wasn't it? Yeah, it's yeah. rubbish. That's what it was. Rubbish. <laughs> yeah, you failed miserably, didn't you, Rich? No, I was on track. Oh, yeah, realize. but it's a bigger, oh, it's a, that's a bigger failure, if anything. You were so close. Yeah. The fool so is close, all the further. So... Right, you're yeah. going down this week, Laurie. <laughs> <laughs> I can't, you can't rattle me. I'm, I'm in a good mood. I had a, had a crumpet experiment for lunch. It was, it was very good. Uh, I'll put pay to that. <laughs> I'll see about that. We'll I'll soon, soon, mate. You, I, I'm taking the day off, mate. All right, clue number one. <laughs> clue number one. I'm a great place for those with the right frame of mind. Hmm. Uh, hmm. Stop. Richmond Walker. The haunted house from Fatal Frame. <laughs> A.K.A. What was it over here? Siren. Uh, fi- um, no. Oh, Siren. Project, project something, isn't it? Butterfly something. Well, Fatal Frame was 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 Siren, wasn't it? No. Or pro- in some territories, it was called Project Siren. But no, 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 no. I'm pretty sure Project it was Zero. Project, Project Zero. Zero. That's Project the one. Project Zero. What is that? Yeah. I'm angry now. What's Siren? Because <laughs> I've got bloody Siren. Siren. Siren was Forbidden Siren. Forbidden yeah, it was Siren. Just Siren, Siren, wasn't it? Oh, right. that's right. Forbidden Siren. Yeah. Mm. Was that just different to? Because fa- I swear, Siren. You're just taking photographs of ghosts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. Siren. Really Siren was the Silent Hill team, wasn't it? The, the oh, that's right. At PlayStation, so it was a exclusive. Yeah, it was. Well, it was. It was Kaichiro Toyama, but I don't think it was the Silent Hill team. But it was, was it him. Okay. Who, who did, Fair enough. Well, he did. He did Silent Hill one, but then he left to do. Got it. Anyway. So that's funny because I, I need to play Fatal Friday. I fancy having two games about photographing ghosts. Mad. Is that what Siren does? About? It does happen. It does that? It does happen? I suppose we got bloody uh, Second Sight and Psyops, didn't we? Um, <laughs> oh, anyway, by the way, sorry, stop. No, uh, <laughs> Matt Lorican. Uh, is it the painted world of Ariana from Dark Souls? Uh, no. Okay. Good guess though. Incorrect. Uh, right. For, um, I offer pl- clue number two. I offer plenty of activities with beaches and uh, wilderness, and I have a fast underground travel system. <gasps> mm. Huh? Yeah, that's right. Underground that's right. travel system. That is right. Clue number three. Mm. Stop. I have. Oh, Richmond Walker. Is it uh, Moscow from the Metro games? Oh no, I like it. Good. And in yeah, fact, I've, I've never, I've never done that. Head. Mm. I should. I know that down. I don't think I've done uh, Metro. Oh, I may or maybe I have. I don't know. Actually, I think I might have done ages ago. Anyway, clue number three, four. No, three, three, three. Uh, I have appeared in two video games and possibly, possibly in three. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Huh. Mm. Yeah. 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 Clue number four. Uh, people who come to stay tend to bring a lot of baggage with them. Hmm. Okay, okay. Oh, this is going to be annoying. Yeah, I can tell this is annoying already. 
clue number five. The, 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 the two games maybe three is annoying me. <laughs> Go on. My first appearance in a video game was in 2005. Ooh, intrigue. Okay. Okay. Um. Ah, <clears throat> uh, friggin' hell. Clue number six. People who have come to visit have reported that their holiday was perfectly adequate. In fact, they usually say it twice. Well, that feels like a giveaway, and if I've not got that, I'm probably not going to get it. Oh, why oh would they God. say it twice? Oh, this is going to drive because me completely it, the, mad. Because the game's called OK OK Holiday <laughs> Fun. <laughs> I'm going to add some uh, spice to clue number three for you guys, Uh First appearance in a video game is in 2005. Mm-hmm. And you may see me again this year. <gasps> uh, wait, no, hold on. Wait. <laughs> uh, 2005, 2005. 2000. What came out in 2005? Well, I'm thinking all of the Xbox 360 launch games. That's, that's where I am at as well. Going. I'm at 360 launch, but what if it's like a late, late GameCube or... Uh, mm. Oh, underground travel system, fast underground travel system. Oh, I feel like I should know this. I always feel like I should know it, and I can't quite find place the it. Thing in my head. Yeah, it's a pain. Ah, can you spice the- up some more clues for us? Because this is driving me insane. <clears throat> okay, so clue number one. Great place for those uh, with the right frame of mind. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. People frame. who come to stay frame. Uh, frame. T- tend to bring along a lot of baggage with them. Baggage. First baggage. appearance in a video game was in 2005. And you may see me again this year. Next clue. Mm. I have appeared in two video games and possibly three. I offer plenty of activity. Oh, I got to spice that. I offer plenty of summer activities with beaches and wilderness, and I have a fast underground travel system. The travel system is driving me mad. That feels like a fast travel system, doesn't it? Like, I don't know. People have reported that their summer holiday was perfectly <laughs> adequate. In fact, they usually say it twice. The summer, summer, yeah. Summer. Why is it summer? S- the, the emphasis <clears throat> on summer. The protagonist's name is Summer. <laughs> the home and away game. Uh, is it the home and away game? I, I don't. If, well, if if it, <laughs> or when he plays out. If if. The- <laughs> Just give it him. Just give it him. I think, is, I think that's good enough. If there is a home and away, I want the home and away game. If there is one, um, I really do. Now I'm gonna have to give this one away. I think. No. You want stop. Uh, stop. I know you don't like it. Stop. But, uh, uh, Matt Lorigan. Is it uh, the mall from Dead Rising? Ooh. Uh, no, but I like it. I like it. I should also it's note that bad. down. That, that that is a good one. <laughs> Uh, I love it when you're jotting down ideas. <laughs> well, they are, it's good, it's good, because sometimes oh, it's good. I can't oh, yeah. think of... Uh, 
Can't think of a good thing. It's something with an uh, like a subway system or something. Uh, I'll give you a little extra clue. I am something, uh, something of a of a kind of cult destination. People weren't sure that they would get to come back. Okay. Is it like it's not perfect dark or something like that? Is it? No. <clears throat> that doesn't make sense. Why would it be perfect dark? No, Perfect I don't Dark Zero think, came out for. I don't wasn't the think I'm going to get either. it if I want to see you. Okay, I'm going to have to give this one away. Oh, stop! Stop! Matt Lorigan. The the Fae worlds from uh, uh oh Jesus! Why can't I think of the name? It's fine. It's not that. It's it, <laughs> it's not it. Oh, I was just pulling on a thread there. Go for it. Okay, it's a it's a draw this week, and fair enough to any listeners who I hate who, it. Uh, I hate come, it. Come I hate it. <laughs> I'm angry. Uh, the correct answer that I am looking for is the Whispering Rock Psychic Summer Camp from Psychonauts. Oh, oh I've played that okay. game. Uh, Do something place. I've played. Uh, you great know, play- <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I should have done something that Rich played, like Manhunt. I thought, yeah. I thought Psychonauts with Frame of Mind at the beginning, but I just, I, again, I've I've not played Psychonauts properly, so I just assumed it was inside people's brains. Uh, I played it for about oh, it is four as well. minutes uh, on my like laptop. Place. I was and it like, won it, and it kept shutting down. So I never oh, played it after that. It's on I've the. Never uh, properly played Psychonauts. That's that's a that's your problem, my friend. It's a great oh. game. Uh, it's on the the PS2 classics thing, and I think it's on like Game Pass. It or is it? On just, Game Pass? I think it's no, just no. no. It's not on Game Pass yet, which is weird because the sequel will be coming to Game Pass. Do you think they yeah. put it out there? But no, they're remaking it for some reason. No, it's just out on PS4 and Xbox One. There's like a native port of it for for oh, current yeah. consoles. Um, well, I don't think it's isn't on the on the Xbox, isn't it? Just that it's backwards compat. It's not, or is uh, it? I don't know. Because uh, I, I think on on, I on actually PS4, it's. I think it's like the you know they got that PS2 classics range. Where yeah, it's just, but it's it's not think, that on PS4. It's just Psychonauts. Like it's. Do you, do you mean on Xbox? No, on on PS4. No, on PS4 it has trophies and an uprendered resolution. Yeah, no, sorry, that's what I'm saying. We're getting our oh. wires very crossed. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wait, wait, what are you saying then? Because I, I, I thought on Xbox it's just back compat, isn't it? There's no... I don't know, I don't know about yeah, Xbox. Yeah, no, there are no... It's the old Xbox version, the original Xbox version, yeah. Yeah, okay. it's backwards compatible. It's just back, it's just back compat. There was no yeah. other version released, I don't think. No, anyway, no, no. but yeah, uh, clue number one. Great place for those with the right frame of mind, specifically psychic people. People who come to stay tend to bring a lot of baggage with them. It's a reference to the emotional baggage mechanic, whereby you would that, yeah. you'd uncover memories by going through literal pieces of luggage that would be inside people's brains. First appearance in the game was in 2005, and you may see me again this year. I think... That Psychonauts 2, the plot, takes place just after the end of Psychonauts oh, 1. Maybe so it, 3 is because of that. Maybe uh, it'll be at the beginning of 3. Of Rhombus of Ruin. I've appeared in two video games, the first being Psychonauts, the second being Rhombus of Ruin, and quite mm. possibly Psychonauts 3, at uh, 2, sorry. Yeah. Uh, plenty of activities with beaches and wilderness, and a fast underground travel system, which was that little thing where they had the little... It was like a little mine cart. Yeah. And uh, Raz got on it, and it sort of zoomed them about in these kind of underground tunnels. Uh, people who have reported that their holiday was perfectly adequate. In fact, they usually say it twice, because it was made by Double Fine. Mm. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> yeah. And people weren't sure that they would get to come back, because, you know, it wasn't that successful, and it was kind of... They announced a sequel in, what, 2015 or something yeah, crazy something like, like that? They did. It's, no, been, it's been five was, years, um, six years, in fact. Um, I was really close with OK OK Holiday Fun. You were. You were, you were yeah. close with that. 
Mm. I'm actually <laughs> furious at the double fine clue. That's that's yeah. made me so angry. Um, Someone needs to stop Josh. He's he's gone. He needs to power. be stopped. <laughs> yeah. If there's any listeners, get claiming it. Uh, I you, if there's but, any listeners who can stop Josh, do it. Yeah. <laughs> do it now. Take the shot. <laughs> Excellent. Right. We're gonna have to say goodbye. Thank you very much to Matt from upstairs. Thank you. And uh, yeah, we will. It's time to hear from the listeners. Well, yeah. If you put loads on, you're just spitting foam, spitting foam, spitting, 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 spitting. Then you brush, brush, brush. Yeah. You don't, don't, don't rinse your mouth. Brush, brush, brush. Bit of toothpaste. You don't, don't, don't rinse your mouth. I'll spit. <laughs> rinse the toothbrush. Rinse the toothbrush. I like a healthy lather. You can only spit so much. Questions, theories, comments, and queries, you send them in, email them in, tweet them in, just shout it from the rooftops and Rich will hear you with his um, gigantic listening device that he's built. Indeed. Uh, we have, uh, we got some spicy ones this week from, Scott, well, first one from Scott Blakelock. Um, mm. Sounds like a sort of TV detective. Blakelock. Blakelock. Yeah. And, that, and that, like to that. me, that'd be a good um, sort of a vehicle for Robbie Coltrane, you know? Blake Lock. I don't know. He's had Cracker. You need to get someone else. Oh yeah, he did have Cracker. I forgot. You need about to get cracker. someone else uh, in on uh, the action. Someone like um, Blake Lock. DCI Blake, Blake Lock. And the thing about Blake Lock is, is that he gets sent to the Lake District Ken to solve. Stott. <laughs> get him. Excellent. <laughs> yeah, nailed it. Nailed it first time. <laughs> Ken Stott's Blake Lock. Fr- fr- yeah. Fridays at nine. Yeah. On uh, gritty wh- wh- crime drama. What channel do you think Blake Lock would go out on? Do you think it Five. warrants the BBC? <laughs> <laughs> He's going out on Channel 5. That's mental. Yeah. Savage. Right. Sorry, Scott. Scott Blakelock uh, from Durham, actually, which wouldn't be wouldn't be far from where Blakelock operates. That, that would um, be a stomping ground, yeah. Actually, no, that is quite far from the Lake District, isn't it, actually? Mm. Durham. Anyway. Um, long-time listener. Uh, first ever question. Uh, I've had a PS5 for over a month now, mm-hmm. and it occurred to me that uh, old-school load times, um, although annoying were a great way for game developers to educate the player. Can you think uh, of any games you played where you got a little nugget of information from a loading screen that actually helped you to either beat or just enjoy the game more? Keep up the good work, Scott from Durham. Now, what do you think? Can you think of any little tidbits that you got on loading screens? I think maybe one or two. I feel like maybe Monster Hunter World or something had a little... God, yeah, you're not wrong. ...nugget of info. Yeah, I got. I was um, about to say, like on the whole, the idea of putting things on those loading screen tip things always make me laugh because it's mm. the sort of stuff where twenty hours in, it's telling you like press this button to duck. It's just like a load of rubbish. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> it's just like you know, it's like jump. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's although recently there are some good ones on Breath of the Wild, which I've okay. been I've been playing recently. Um, something that like didn't occur to me. Uh, although it's brilliant, I don't know why it didn't occur. But d- like, if you're wearing lots of metal stuff and you walk into a thunderstorm, you should probably take your metal stuff off because you can get struck by lightning if you're wearing loads of metal stuff. There you go. Just That's brilliant. why I don't like Breath of the Wild. Brilliant that stuff sort like of that. Thing. Yeah. Annoying. <laughs> I don't have to no. take all the metal shit off. You, Leave me you, alone. Listen, you played about ten minutes of it. You can barely bloody. You Two gotta hours. Give, Come you on. Gotta, <laughs> Give it a fair shake. All right, listen. If you get off that great plateau, 
Then we'll talk. All then right, we'll talk. fine. You got to get, but you got to get off the anyway. Um, and uh, what was the what, yeah Monster Hunter Rise? There was some stuff on that to do with the whetstone which you use to sharpen your thing. And I just wasn't doing that early on in the game. And then I was mm. like, oh shit, yeah, I really should. So like that. But on the whole, those bloody loading screens tip things tend to be useless. Although I do like when they give you the option to press a button. To scroll through that the lets tips. You, that lets you skip through them. Yeah. Because if the loading screen's chucking up the same old bloody tip. Um, Bloodborne was quite good, actually. It gave you a little chance to read some of the lore on the stuff on the loading screens not really not really a tip but that is yeah. how you got a lot a lot of story well that's alright a little bit of lore mm. that, that's probably preferable isn't it unless it's the same bit oh, yeah, repeated yeah. no don't get me wrong yeah. there was stuff where it's like unless you go into the inventory and read stuff you don't always know so like yeah to, there was some stuff uh, more on PS4 <laughs> I played Blood, Bloodborne on the um, PS5 and the loading's actually too quick I can't read anything on there that's <laughs> quite funny I don't on the loading part. screens on the whole yeah, it is better without them. But mm. I hear what you're saying. It's a good little a tip, a tips hotline, you know. Sure. Uh, this one from uh, Sa- Satan's Therapist. Um, <laughs> He's doing good work. Thank yeah, you very yeah. much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, just wanted to say how much I've been enjoying the uh, Tales and Chatter. Uh, he's opted, by the way, for the ampersand between Tales mm. and Chatter, which I appreciate. It's nice to see. Do you know what I prefer? The... Um, and- Apostrophe N apostrophe a, yeah tells or in chatter. I agree. I agree. Yeah, and uh, when sometimes when the N is used, uh, mm. people forget that both apostrophes is necessary. For yes, that. but uh, yeah, because anyway. you're losing the A and the D. And so. the D, yes, exactly. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> anyway. Enjoying the tales and chatter about retro gaming and eBay purchases, especially the Bond games. It's a fab uh, and refreshing addition uh, to an already great show that I look forward to every single week. Um, Thanks, man. Thank you. Uh, Mm. And then he said, I really hope it becomes a weekly feature. Keep up the great work. Well, look, look, you know, the thing is, Satan's therapist, is that it pretty much bloody well is. Rich is an absolute madman. And when I speak to him every week... It's locked down. I think yeah. I think everyone's latched onto something mad during lockdown. Uh, yeah, I agree. I think they have. And uh, to be honest, you're basically... I mean, we haven't made it literally into a segment, but it's pretty much... Rich will give you a little retro update every week. He's doing yeah. stuff. Um, well, you, you know, Josh, I received a new N64 controller today. I was very mm, happy with it. I do. I've Lovely. seen it. I got a picture of it. It's a pristine N64 controller. I think I might put that picture out. Mm. You quite liked it, didn't you? I think I'll tweet that out. So, yeah, keep an eye on my Twitter. It's Rich's messy uh, retro games. He's he's got a little gaming grotto. It's It's a mess. It's It's, a mess. There's wires everywhere. I love it. I love (laughs) it. And there's a little Sonic the Hedgehog figurine on the shelf, which caught my eye. It's a money box. Brilliant. Of course it is. Put put the rings in there. My Dreamcast games at the moment, but it's full of full of coins. Unbelievable. Um, (laughs) But yeah, you're basically getting it. I mean, we haven't got a jingle. If you want. I'll just do a jingle live on air each time Rich talks about or his retro stuff. Someone make us a jingle. What happened to yeah, our jingle makers? But you've got to be careful with that because we're asking for free labour. Oh, yeah. It's not True. great. Do you know Maybe what I mean? Maybe I'll make a jingle. Maybe and, I'll go and, into like Garage Band and make get, something. Yeah, Rich could do it. Or I'll do a different jingle every week for Rich's Retro Corner. All right, all right. <clears throat> you know, but then I could um, maybe sing something stupid. I, I quite yeah. like the idea of making a stupid jingle. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, you could do that. You could do that. Mm. Knock yourself out. Go bloody mental. Um, right. Ryan Casper, the friend that goes back in touch. Um, Superb. Yeah. Uh, he says, uh, hey, guys, a moral question today. Ooh, Ooh I like it. A quandary. Yeah. A quandary. <laughs> oh, man, maybe I should update the uh, segment thing with quandary. 
quandaries. <laughs> questions, <laughs> theories. The, questions, theories, quandaries and theories. Because, yeah, because that, that is a kind of uh, a, maybe an even more weighty differentiation mm, between question yeah. and query, isn't it? Yeah, quandaries are, are meaty. Yeah, mm. big important thing, isn't yeah. it? It's like it, but it implies he hasn't a sort said of moral. That. I've just said that though. No, Rich has Rich has said that, but it but it <laughs> but it does imply a kind of moral aspect mm. to the mm. you know. Um. So anyway, so Ryan says uh, moral question today. I've been playing Cyberpunk uh, on the PS5, and then in brackets, mm. P- PC version is still unplayable. He says, uh, whilst looking up help for a mission, I saw people in the comments. Uh, complaining about the game uh, through its numerous patches, I suppose, easing uh, some of the exploits that mm. were that, that, that you could do early on. And then he says, do you, people complaining about that, he says, do you think that's entitlement? Or do you think it's okay uh, to want these little exploits because they're not game-breaking? I mean, uh. I would, it's a bit like when, you know, when people do like speed runs and stuff, yeah. and then they kind of rely on little glitches here and there to do speed runs even quicker. Um so if these if these little exploits are being patched out and people are complaining about it, I mean, I wouldn't really say it's entitlement because it's not like they they I don't know, I mean unless these people are saying we deserve exploits we demand exploits yeah. maybe I mean maybe that is yeah well, I can I can understand if you're used to a particular trick, um, <clears throat> but if they weren't intended to be part of the game. Then, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, you, you, that, that kind of days are going to be numbered anyway, right? Especially with Cyberpunk, where it's like, for goodness' sake, you know, fix as many of the, of the you know, the little bits as yeah. as, as, yeah. as you can. But I, but I, I do understand if there's a cheeky exploit. Although the way that game is built, there's so many little cheeky exploits that are kind of permitted within the breakability of that world, like getting certain updates early on, like the, the bloody super spring legs and being able to climb to areas you shouldn't be able to climb. You know, there's a yeah. lot of stuff that's a bit cheeky on that game that you can do anyway. I mm. don't think it's entitlement. I, I think it's fine for them to have a whinge because they're because uh, their good times are being, you know, patched. But yeah, ultimately for the best, right? Yeah, I'd say so. Um, yeah, um, the more they fix, the better. Um, but yeah. I sort of understand, like, if you've used something as an exploit and then it's gone it is disappointing <laughs> yeah yeah but you know yeah. just that's the way it is i'm afraid just gotta Indeed. live with it yeah yeah mm. like like it or lump it eh? yeah pretty much so uh patrick rose mm-hmm. to, to, to close this one out yeah which, which game has the best box art Ooh, that's an excellent question mm. um i'm fond of the metal gear boxes i love Yoji Shinkawa's box art mm. is uh, art in general, I should say. What? Just all of the boxes? Um, I don't know, maybe maybe Snake Eater. Mm, glorious. Snake Eater's quite good, yeah. Glorious. I'm actually, do you know what, Snake Eater, uh, it's one of the few cases where a good argument, not I, I should I should say, not not a winning argument, but a good argument can be put forward for the American box art for Snake Eater, the uh, the NTSC box art. You, you like the um, American box art for ICO, don't you? I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> on the whole, on the whole, PAL region gets better box art, and, the, and, I, and ICO is one of them. The America, oh, I feel bad for the NTSC. They got the all the worst box art I think I've yeah. ever seen um, for Ico but yeah but the mm. Snake Eater one's pretty righteous it's like a really mm. cool oversaturated 
orange, red, yeah. brown, and it's like snake is is camouflaged up against a tree in the foreground, but then up in the branches of the tree is like a Yoji Shinkawa sketch of like snake's eyes. It's pretty fucking sweet mm. to be honest. Um, but just in terms of, I mean, you can't beat like in terms of just great box art, like just Doom Two had some, had a, a fucking amazing piece of. Box oh god, art. yeah. The in fact the new Doom. Um, but when they did the reversible cover, oh yeah, that was glorious. That one that, that, that riffed glorious. on the original, yeah, brilliant. They got that. Um, they got that artist in for Doom Two, who did a lot of the front covers for. Um, was it like Amiga Power or something? He was like he was like a kind of legendary dude who did a lot mm. of. Oh, he uh, he um he also did the box art for Contra. He did the muscly guy holding the gun on Contra. He's like a Lovely. renowned. Anyway, he did. I think did the Doom Two cover which is one with the cyber demon where you could see it's like guts and oh man nice nice absolutely love it but i have to say rich does raise a good point in terms of just best box art. i mean i do love uh, the box art to ico um the pal <laughs> yes, box art to uh <laughs> to ico because because uh, i don't know if, if people know if i sound like i'm coming out with one of those old yeah nuggets of knowledge but it was actually Fumito ueda painted the um oh i the, didn't know the, that yeah, it was inspired by um, a, a, a surrealist Italian painter called Giorgio De Chirico. Um, yeah, De Chirico. De, I thought it was De Chirico. I thought it was De Chirico. I thought it was De Chirico. Uh, well, I think I'm right. let, Let's call the whole thing off. Yeah. <laughs> well, you'll have, you'll have to Google that, uh, mm-hmm. and you know, we'll and we'll see. Um, but yeah, like he did, like a, and it's kind of a an homage. It's clearly one of what you know, inspired by him, but. It's really, really beautiful, and the windmill sticks in my mind to this day. And yeah, I love the little, it's, little it's great. The long shadows and the, <clears throat> all that, lovely, lovely, absolutely lovely. Yeah, um, um, but what don't else? you find that cover art in general can be rather bland? Oh God, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it suffers a real. Um, oh God, we're overlooking a massive one. Uh oh, the original Resident Evil Four cover. Oh well, and that is one where the PAL one was a lot better. Mm. Yeah, that, that that one's incredible. That's just the, uh, specifically not the PlayStation one, yeah. specifically the GameCube, the yeah. original version of Resi 4, which was just a black uh, expanse that, t- that if you looked at the top of the trees, it was like a wood and it had a yeah. small clearing and then a really small, like distant silhouette of a guy that had like a hatchet and a sack on yeah. his head. Oh my God, that, that cover was incredible. Was it a incredible. hatchet or was it a chainsaw? Yeah, weirdly it was a hatchet, which oh, which weird. was funny because it was like, oh, well, that, I think he might have had a chainsaw in his other hand. Right, maybe. But anyway, yeah, well, there you go. It's about time for us to call it quits because we've, uh, oh, you know. I was enjoying this. It's that I, time I of the pod. I want to carry on talking. Well, you can't. Well, you can, but the mics won't be on, so you can oh, just what, go, just talk you know. on my own? Yeah, you may as well. Yeah, he's yeah, got yeah. a chainsaw and a hatchet. Hmm. Well, there you go. Sorry, there you uh, go. <laughs> get yourself on uh, Twitter. Don't bother with Snapchat. Don't bother with Instagram. Uh, tweet me. Tweet Rich. Tweet us all. RichieW82 at JoshyWise at VideoGamer.com. Email podcast at VideoGamer.com with your queries or your quandaries. Head to VideoGamer.com for all your gaming needs. Check out Rich's uh, Resident Evil Village uh, preview yes. on XboxAchievements.com. PlayStationTrophies.com. Org. Org, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a little gameplay vid with some voiceover as well. On sexy, sexy. Uh-huh. Uh, thanks to Adam Cook, thanks to Andy B, thanks to Colin Mahern for our sweet little musical jingles, and we will see you next week. It's goodbye from me, goodbye. It's goodbye from Rich. Bye, bye. <laughs>